Viruses have a history. Virus history is deep history, older than the history written in books. Virus history is older than human history, older than the history of disease, older than the history of all living organisms, and possibly as old as the history of life on Earth. That is where we begin. Virus history is coextensive with the history of life on Earth. There are commonalities between viruses found in all realms of living organisms: plants, animals, fungi, archaea. Meaning that viruses almost certainly predate the earliest common ancestor of all living beings. Scientists still debate how viruses came to exist. One theory places viruses at the origin of cellular life. Viruses emerged out of a hot, messy soup of proteins and nucleic acids as a kind of pre-cellular phase of life. That's known as the primordial or virus-first hypothesis. That living things themselves, all living things, formed out of the stuff of viruses and other early kinds of genetic fragments. A second theory about the origin of viruses holds that viruses were once small cellular life forms. The small cells became parasites of larger cells, and gradually they lost their own cell structure. They degenerated from living cells into viruses. There's a third theory known as the escape hypothesis. Viruses are bits of DNA which escaped from the genes of larger cells. These fugitive bits of DNA could travel lighter and more flexibly than big cells, and so they could reproduce more quickly. More recently, in the last year or two, a group of scientists have begun to suggest an origin story that combines the primordial and the escape theories together. They think that viruses first began to replicate in the primordial soup and got very good at stealing bits of other organisms. Viruses became chimeras, assimilations, bits of all different kinds of organisms. They escaped with and assimilated bits of protein from many different hosts. All to better drive their own reproduction, viruses leave bits of DNA behind in their hosts. Also, humans are viral chimeras too. Up to eight percent of human DNA is constituted from fragments of viral DNA. Virologists are discovering that there are hundreds of thousands, likely millions, of still unidentified viruses floating around in the soil, land, and water. So it's likely that different kinds of viruses emerge at different times. Perhaps in different ways. What is a virus? A virus is a virus because it cannot reproduce alone. Viruses are packages of DNA or RNA wrapped in a protein sheath, which require a host cell to replicate. There are ongoing debates, tiring debates, about whether viruses are alive or living. What we can say is they are most alive when they are in a relationship to other life forms. One virologist calls this borrowed life. You can find pictures of all kinds of viruses on the web, but no human has ever looked at one. Most viruses are too small to reflect photons. That round gray ball with red spikes, which is on every news article about COVID-19 and the SARS-CoV-2 virus, it's a computer graphic, a model. Viruses have no color; they don't reflect light. We know the shape of viruses because some of them form crystals, which we can see in a microscope. Most other viruses we know by feeling them. Electron microscopes bounce electrons off of a virus's surface, and the pattern tells us the shape. 
Virus history is crazy stuff, and we haven't even gotten to an infection yet, much less a disease. Most viruses are not pathogens. In other words, they don't hurt their hosts. They replicate very slowly. They manage to remain undetected, and they do not cause any obvious symptoms or effects. These benign viruses often travel from generation to generation, bringing and carrying new genetic material with them. Other viruses, the ones we know by name, replicate quickly, and their encounter with a host is violent. RNA viruses, like SARS-CoV-2, can mutate especially quickly. Different coronaviruses are able to exchange bits of protein and recombine into new forms of coronavirus. This allows them to adapt and enter new kinds of hosts. Recombinations are more likely to happen when host animals are perturbed, moved, packed close by other animals, which is exactly what happens when the climate changes, or when people cut down forests, or when factory farms confine animals tightly together. The SARS coronavirus associated with the 2003 SARS outbreak might be a recombination of a mammal virus and an avian or bird virus. We still don't know the origin of SARS-CoV-2. So viral diseases are also about human relationships with other species. Nearly 60% of known human pathogens are zoonotic, meaning that they travel to humans from another animal. Some viruses probably encountered humans as they gathered small animals in the forest, or as they settled down and domesticated farm animals. Newer viruses are even more likely to come to us from, from animals. Viruses and virus history push us to think about relationships, to think about how life only ever works in relation to other lives. Viruses come alive only when they are in relation to another organism. They take away bits of their hosts, which become parts of the virus. Viruses leave bits of themselves, sometimes all of their DNA or RNA, in hosts. We are all living, all the time, in relationships with viruses. <laughs>